It's crazy how such a simple question can make all of the difference. We need to both ask and answer the question, what is family? If we want to further our foundation and move in the same direction alongside the people that we love. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is happening, people? I am so glad that you are here because this topic is fire. It is foundational within our families, and it's necessary for us to pose the question, what is family? And it's probably even more important that we answer the question, what is family? So as I was thinking about it, I believe that we should start considering ourselves surgeons, to be honest. It's a little cheesy, but I think it's necessary when you consider their role and what they're doing. They're, you know, they're opening up a human body, which I guess is the difference. But we are opening up our families and we are conducting a procedure in order to adjust something, in order to improve something, or we're just taking a look at the family, checking on everybody to make sure that all is well. And in that same way, doctors, surgeons, they're, you know, working on people so the individual being worked on can get to a point where they're functioning optimally. Their mechanics are on point. Whatever the procedure consists of, we want to get them better. We want to improve their situation. But something that is very important and does make all the difference between the success or the failure of the procedure is determined by whether or not we know what we're working on. So if you tell a doctor, you tell a surgeon, we want to get this guy running full speed and back to his normal self. One of the first questions that needs to be answered is what is it that I'm working on? Does the dude have a broken toe? Did he tear a meniscus? Does he have some type of quad contusion? Like what's going on with the guy so that I can specify my work based on what I'm working on? So as they identify what they're working on, we need to define and identify define and identify what family is so that our efforts to instill health and proper function are precise. As we all know, if a surgeon opens up a human being and he or she isn't precise in their movements and the decisions that they're making in their incisions, whatever it is that they're doing, then that could sabotage the end result or even cause further damage. And just like the surgeon, we also have the power to improve things, bring about proper functioning within our family. But there is the opposite potential. We can cause damage. We can leave our family in a worse state than we found it. That's why it's so important for us to take that first step in figuring out what it is that we are working on. And as we do that, as we define family, we can associate purpose and we can 
couple our family with the big picture purpose. It really establishes a foundation for us to at that point build upon. We have something that we can work with. However, if we're being honest, if we were to just ask our partner or just ask ourselves what family is, the response will probably be kind of vague, a little generic, like, oh, yeah, family is family is love. Um, people, you know, watching out for people, taking care of one another. We were being kind and we're, you know, we're getting along and we're having fun, making each other happy. And sure, all those things are good and they can come with the territory of the family dynamic. However, without having that definitive assurance, when things get testy and difficult, if your foundation is shaky and if it's vague and generic, then things can topple over. Things can get rough. And I know this firsthand, honestly, within my first two years of marriage, <laughs> me and my wife, we loved each other, liked each other a lot, but we came to the conclusion soon after we got married, considering, you know, much of the pressure that we experienced and there's pressure in marriage in and of itself. You throw that blended family aspect on top of that and it can make things challenging. We were like, yo, this situation we got going on, this relationship absent of purpose is not really worth it. And I know that that sounds rough. That sounds like maybe a little dramatic, but it was important for us to come to this conclusion so that as we proceed, we can apply purpose to everything. We can associate every move, every decision, our conversations, our fights or our civil disagreements, we could associate those things with purpose. And that ultimately helped us get past that period of time. And when I'm telling you, <laughs> it, there were some rough moments, there were some rough moments. And there were, there were times where we didn't think we'd get through it because it was just very difficult. Yes, there were so many good things. We have no pictures of us fighting. We have a ton of pictures of us smiling and get al getting along and bonding and whatnot. But that purpose is what made the difference in our relationship. And that is absolutely an unquestionable foundation that keeps us not just surviving and doing okay, but we're thriving, continuing to build on that foundation as a result of being able to define family. But unfortunately, this process is generally underestimated. We don't address family with intention and therefore do the work to establish some values and a direction that we're headed in. And as a result of not defining family and what it is, we then misunderstand our family's purpose. And with misunderstanding comes mishandling. So then compromise starts creeping in, bad decisions. We are not on our toes and protecting our partner, our children, and things of that nature. And then if there's enough mishandling, then there is sure to be some misfortune. Like, and I'm not saying like 
you know, misfortune as in you opened up a fortune cookie and you got some bad news or some bad luck. I mean, bad things will come as a result. And honestly, misfortune, I feel, should be considered anything short of what the potential is. Again, our families have the potential to be great. And if we're falling short of that, then that is misfortune. And no, families are not perfect. Uh, The blended family situation is not going to be perfect. However, we can maximize every opportunity, good or bad, to push us toward that direction of purpose that we have established. However, again, without that, it is very hard. It is very difficult to move in a certain direction as one if we haven't yet defined family and what that direction is. So really quick, I just want to paint a picture of the value of the family. When you think about it, society is a reflection of the condition of its families. And I'll repeat that society is a reflection of the condition of its families. When we consider the family unit, it tends to consist of a small number of individuals, unless mom and dad were just getting down and were just doing way too much. Maybe there was a virus present and children's names are Corona or Virisus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but the family unit tends to be small and the individuals within the family impact one another directly. And then those within that family impact those in their circle. So if you think about schools, you think about the playground, the workplace, or even the gym, for instance, those settings may contain individuals within our circles. And the individuals within those circles have their own family. They also have friends and whatnot. And the collection of all those people make up and directly impact the community. And a collection of communities is what makes up our society. And where does it start? The foundation of it all starts within the family. That is the most intimate piece. And we work outwardly from there. So again, society is a reflection of the condition of the family. So as you look around and you're like, things are jacked up. Guess what? Families are jacked up right now. Families are not being defined and therefore they are suffering. And again, if our families are suffering, then we are going to suffer within our circles, within our communities and society will be lacking as a result. And I think that is exactly what is happening right now. I know not super encouraging and uplifting as I suggested this podcast would be. And it is and will be, but I feel like we need to address much of the issue present so that we can appropriately tackle the issues and therefore um, get to the place of health that we know we and our families can be. So I was listening to a message recently that I thought was so good. It's by a doctor, Miles Monroe, and he focused specifically on the family unit. So a marriage between a man and wife and they got some kids and he broke down how they operate according to their roles. And what that consisted of is the husband doesn't own or control 
anything, but he does preside over the household. So he has a certain level of authority, which if I'm being honest, can be super annoying sometimes. I don't know if this applies in your household, but in mine, we tend to go as I go. So if I'm struggling, if I'm messing up, if I am not fortified and in a good place mentally, spiritually, physically, then my family suffers directly as a result. My wife, on the other hand, does not have the same impact on us collectively. We obviously are not at our best if she's struggling in any capacity, but the consequences aren't as harsh on the family as a whole. But when I'm tripping, it's just not good all around. Maybe it's because I'm more dramatic, whatever. And then there is the wife. And there is not a thing that the husband does without consulting the wife, getting her advice, instruction, if necessary. She is absolutely essential and her influence makes all of the difference between where you are and where you want to be. My wife, she is fantastic. She is a brainy lady, very smart, but her senses are insane. She has that whole spaghetti brain thing going on, and I think that helps us immensely. And then there are the children. You can consider these guys board members. Everything that we are doing as a family unit, the husband and wife, it is essential that we inform them of what's going on and why we're doing it. And I really love that concept because it's so different from what I grew up in and very different from what my parents grew up in. And this might apply to what you've experienced, but children are seen and not heard for the most part. As far as seeking an opinion or being relayed information as to what is going on and what we're doing, what the plan is, that just wasn't the case. You kind of just existed and you survived whatever circumstance that you've been placed in. So to know that, you know, we're doing this with them and they have a say and they have therefore some authority and they're empowered to be a part of the process I feel is super cool and I think that that's something that a lot of families can start to exercise or practice within their families but I feel as if Dr. Miles Monroe nailed it concerning the fact that we should be operating corporately. Yes, we have our own personal circumstances going on, our own concerns and whatnot, but operating on all cylinders requires us to, to do so together. We cannot have a growing, passionate, thriving family absent of a collective mission. Dr. Monroe also provided 10 principles that he felt should be functioning within every family. I strongly agreed with all of them. However, I chose seven out of the 10 that really stood out to me. And the first being socialization, and that's the social interaction within the family with people that are both like you and people that are not like you. Anybody that has siblings, knows that this is a great blessing and a great curse. 
That's all I'm going to say about that. And then there is preservation or protection, and that is the security that is provided within a family through consistency and literal protection from potential threats outside of the family or, you know, in terrible cases within the family. And then there is identification, which is discovering the value within yourself. And this is something that's oftentimes achieved as a result of being surrounded by people that you are in intimate relationship with. And then there was accommodation, which consists of people going out of their way to make room for you or to create opportunities or a platform for you to operate in accordance with your wants or your desires. And next was liberation. And that is empowering or releasing somebody to operate in a certain capacity. And then there was classification. And that is identifying what you are, what your strengths are, what your gifts are, what your abilities are. And lastly, there was transformation, which I think is huge. The ability to become something else through growth and development within the family is absolutely essential. When you think about when someone steps out into the world, into society, oftentimes soon after we enter a certain sphere or circle, we're placed in a box. This is what this individual is. This is what they're capable of. So any attempt to become something else, to grow or to develop, oftentimes is met with much resistance. So for people to have the freedom to do that within their family, for them to be able to pull out the greatness, the awesomeness, to work through some of those kinks to become the best version of themselves possible is awesome. So it is very important that the ability for one to transform is present within each family. So as we consider these principles and how they apply to the family, in my opinion, these aren't just what the family can accomplish and how the family can operate. I feel as if these things must be present within the family. I don't think we have the luxury of functioning otherwise or else someone is going to lack. And if someone's lacking within your family, then corporately, there is a lack. You may not fill it up front, but as we remind ourselves that there is a purpose for our family, it reminds us that if one person is hurting or lacking, then corporately we all are. And please believe that these same principles don't just apply to the children that are present. They are for the adults, every single person within the family unit. I recall recently, it was actually Father's Day, where my wife, my kids, my mother-in-law, my mom, and yes, they are all living with me. I am surrounded by women. I'm not joking when I say that, but they really blessed me that day with so much of the material that I needed for the sake of this podcast. I actually came across the receipt for this computer, pretty penny, but you know what? They exercised a belief in me. They are so close and our relationship is so intimate that they literally provided some things to empower, to liberate me. They recognized what my strengths are. There's a belief 
in myself and the security present within this environment is something that has transformed me since that moment and it will continue to do so. So these things, these principles are important for everyone involved because the growth and development as an individual does not stop, nor does the growth and development, the transformation of the family unit. So how does all of this pertain to the blended family? I feel as if two things need to be accomplished in order for us to begin to ask the question, what is family? And then to go about answering that question. Number one is a really tough one. If I'm being honest, it took me a year or two into my marriage to be comfortable enough to draw this conclusion, that conclusion being the fact that your family as a result of the blended family dynamic has been compromised. When you think about the operation of the principles that were previously mentioned, so many of them are compromised or it's difficult to function or incorporate them into your day-to-day lives because of the dynamic of the family. When I think about my oldest, my step daughter the fact that protection and preservation is limited because of the 50 50 custody aspect i know what is happening in this home i know what she's exposed to and i can protect her because there is some level of control that i have in this environment however when she's with her other dad there is only so much that i'm aware of there have been moments where she's relayed to her mom and myself some of the things that she's seen heard or been exposed to on the other end and those things were a clear indication that protection was not as important in that environment as it is in ours then there's the identity struggle that comes with going from one home to another they have the opportunity to pretty much just be a chameleon they can be double-minded or just different people based on the environment that they're in i remember for the longest time whenever she would come back into this environment into our home it would take a day or to for her to get acclimated because she was essentially allowed to be a different person in that home in that space and about two years ago we addressed it straightforward i just asked her straight up i forget what was happening but her actions were not consistent with her character as well as our rules within our home and i just asked her hey are you being two different people are you a different person there than you are here and she just said yes and it was something that was tearing her apart and she was not in agreement with it internally. But again, this is just a symptom or a sign of the compromise that is present within the blended family. And then lastly, there's a classification. One of the greatest blessings as a parent is to be around your child enough to be able to identify their strengths and their abilities, their likes, their desires and whatnot. But again, if there's a limitation on how much you are around them, how exposed they are to you, then it makes it a lot more difficult to support them in this area. Not to mention my niece who is now in our care. We were obviously involved 
in her life for the previous seven years. However, she spent a six year period in a tumultuous environment, so much so that CPS had to raid her previous home. People ran, people were arrested, and she was about to be in the care of the government until we stepped in. So she was exposed to some things that served as a threat to every principle that I mentioned. And we're having to keep a close eye and remain attentive because we don't know the magnitude of the impact that those things have had on her. There's for sure some trauma there. And outside of the things that she shared with us, we are just playing the waiting game as far as loving on her and serving her so that she has a safe place to exercise whatever those issues are. So long story short, my family is very much blended and it's very much compromised. And it's important that we drew that conclusion so that we can be diligent and tactful concerning how we conduct ourselves as a family. The second thing that we need to do in order to address this question, what is family, is it has a few different parts, but I still feel like it's one. But we need to figure out what family is, ask that question and begin to answer it. We need to figure out what our values are, and then we need to determine where we're headed. So in other words, what family looks like at the height of its operation. I feel like these questions, this process, engaging this process is super important, and it's not a one-time ordeal. This process typically requires much thought, prayer, and counsel outside of yourself in order to be done effectively. My family and I have started something recently that we call our family huddle. And excuse me for the sports reference, but when you think about a huddle, what you're ultimately doing is you're coming up with a game plan in order to achieve a specific result. That also allows for us to replay some of our recent history and address uh, some issues. Maybe we celebrate the fact that someone was operating within our values as well as correcting behavior. We assess the time that we're in currently. And then again, we devise a plan that will allow for us to move in the direction of our desire. This is not a one-time ordeal. It is a constant conversation in order for us to get where we want to be. And this is especially necessary within the blended family dynamic. There are so many components that are outside of our hands, out of our power, out of our influence because of this dynamic. So again, two things I feel need to be done in order to further establish this foundation that you have, that we have going on, or if you need to backtrack, if you need to tear some things down and start from scratch. Number one, acknowledge and accept the fact that your family, as a blended family, you've been compromised. I promise you it is okay. And then number two, figure out what family is, what your values are for your specific family and where you're headed. And I can promise you that this beautifully messy process will make all of the difference. Thanks for tuning in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.